So the main thought that I have right now is is consistent with the conversation we've had about boundaries. I was that person who was involved in all of the ERGs, doing all of the events, having multiple roles, and seeing people who weren't doing that work getting promoted ahead of myself when this is supposed to be a priority for the company, right? And I'm doing this work, and if it were really a priority, then then you'd be promoting me and paying me, right? So so for me, it's it's about saying no. I said no earlier this week. Somebody wasn't happy about it, but I'm sorry. That's that's my boundary right now. I can't continue to give to this space when I need to focus on other things right now. My family is more important right now. My my side hustle is more important right now. Not than getting my job done, not than not not more important than continuing to be a rock star at work. Those are the things that I have to do. To, to keep my employment, right? But the extra things, I just don't have time for it right now. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Christy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. I am your host, Christy Rutherford. And today we are here to talk about how busy moms can have it all. Today, my guest is Joanne Pollard. Joanne is a mother and wife and has been a marketer for over 20 years. She is currently a brand marketer in the video game industry. She is an alumna of Columbia University and the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. Ow. In 2021, she was named a Latina Rising Star by Alpha. She's also been nominated for a company-wide purpose and belief award, as well as contribution to culture and professional development awards in her local office. Joanne has global and local roles in employee resource groups, which she has used to speak and act on behalf of underrepresented communities. She recently identified her purpose and decided to launch a YouTube channel. We did that, which will launch later this month in June. Her channel will help parents connect with their kids. It's a passion project that when she is that she's pursuing with her family, when she's not working, she enjoys Zumba, playing board games with her family and reading. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. So, Joanne. Yes. I wanted to invite you here as a woman who has transformed her life, because here's the thing about moms. People always will give working moms a reason to stay the same and say you're expected to be burning out you're expected you just can't get it together even if you have young kids so give it up does that make sense and i'm always on the sideline saying no i think that there could be something different and they say chrissy you don't understand because you don't have kids you don't have a spouse you don't you don't know what we're going through so that's what i want you to to assist us with unpacking today so yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Um, 
I think that the big mistake that a lot of people make is that when they get married or when they have children, they think that their life has to be just about the kids. They have to martyr themselves. They have to put their kids first in every way, shape or form. And, and your kids are important, but you can't be the best you if you're not being, if you're not indulging in self-care, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not making deliberate steps towards your happiness. I told my kids, during, when they started their summer break. Mommy's having fun this summer. If you guys keep your rooms clean, you are welcome to join me. But mommy's having fun regardless. I have a staycation planned in a couple of weeks. I have another vacation planned in July and my kids can come as long as they do what they need to do to join me. All right, so we got the VFM family online. You see Renee and Carly. Hey there. Giving their shots out. So let's talk about it, Joanne. What yeah. was going on with you when you decided to give us a call? I had a very difficult 2021. Um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. My, my father-in-law passed away. Uh, my kids were home during the entire pandemic. And I think every person I know who's married either is no longer married or ended up in therapy, myself included. I was putting everyone before me and it was taking a toll. Um, I gained a ton of weight. Um, I wasn't being the best mom and spouse because I wasn't giving to me. So um, I called you because I wasn't happy at work. That's really why I called you. I didn't realize that this was not a get a better job program. I thought that this was a, how do I make my career what I want it to be? I didn't realize that what we would be discussing is how do I make me happy and then open myself to better opportunities. Why are you, why are you out here telling our trade secrets, Joanne? You know, I like to trick y'all to get on the phone. You'd be like, girl, you want some more money? Do you, are you unsatisfied with your job? Yes, let's talk. Do your whole life suck? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so everybody has a something that I said to them. I don't remember. So, did I call you something? Did I label you, you something? Or what was? Go, go ahead. What was most shocking in our conversation? You told me that I was crazy, but you know, I honestly don't remember everything you said to me because I was so nervous talking to you about my issues. Um, but yeah, you, you, you did. You told me I was crazy. I remember telling you, Oof, if you think I'm crazy now, I was, I was damn near in an insane asylum last year. Hold on. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So I called you crazy straight you up. You called me crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what was that like? So did, were you mad? Were you like, oh my gosh, he's right. So what, you know, because I always. I'm curious on the other side of the receiver, right? Yeah. Like what, what was it like for someone who saw you for where you were to say, yeah, you, you crazy. Go ahead. I wasn't offended. Um, I had uh, joined you on, um, on a Saturday course where, where you were talking about, you know, how to value yourself, how to um, determine your worth. And, and you had told other people they were crazy and, uh, I wasn't even in your top 10 of crazy. So I was cool with that. <laughs> and you know, the, the thing about it, Joanne is crazy is all relative. And I used to be crazy and mm -hmm. I didn't know because we, we're taught as um, 
you know, powerful women. We're the ones in our family. We're the leaders in our family. We're the leaders at work. We're the leaders in the house and outside of the house. So we're not allowed to breathe really because we're giving everything to everyone and we are nuts and we think that people don't see it and they do see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to a lady yesterday and she was like, well, you know, I got two businesses. I saw you on a podcast. I got two businesses and I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And I was like, oh yeah, you, you're nuts. You know, and she was just kind of standing there. Look, I said, oh, you're, you're insane. She was like, well, how did you know? I'm like, like, I started to go, you're, you're first generation immigrant, you know, mm-hmm. you're a woman, you're black, you have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and you have an auntie. So I was just like this, let me, let me just add up like all the things that are going on. And that's before we even get to the trauma that we experience as kids. Does that make right. sense? Right. So what was, what was most surprising to you? Um, you know, when you started to do the work and look in the mirror at yourself, what was most surprising? Yeah, the, the thing that surprised me the most is that you refuse to allow us to lean into victim mentality. When um, we get a lot of messaging about how being a Black woman, you're already at a disadvantage that that you know you're you're going to get paid less than than your white counterparts um all of these things that that i have accepted as as truths right oh yeah life is so unfair because i'm a black woman life is so unfair because you know i don't have the connections and and the wealth that that has propelled me to to be more successful and and just coming in and and having you say absolutely not i don't accept that was was kind of shocking let let's unpack it yeah. why because we're we're taught you're you're a latina woman you're supposed to struggle you're supposed to do this you're supposed mm-hmm. to do that so why was it shocking that i said that's a lie because it's not the messaging that that I've gotten. It's not, um, you know, I, I work very closely with DEI initiatives at work. I, um, I I've been involved with with. I, I've read the research. I, uh, you know, I've done I've done all of that, and and I've been accepting of of that, and then whatever limitations that puts on me as well. You you know what's interesting is because minorities and i'm not gonna say all right but there's this whole thing around attacking people about being entitled and privileged and then we're taught that we we're supposed to struggle and fight and they're entitled and privileged and i say well why aren't you entitled and privileged who told you that you had to struggle who told you that things had to become hard and it's not that um it's because we believed it right Mm -hmm. like the messaging is so strong and it's so long it's, it starts to get programmed into our heads that we're supposed to struggle. And then we look at people and become resentful because they are entitled to have wealth. They're entitled to get the position. Um, so how has that, you know, um, once you weren't allowed to think that, what was that, what was that process for you to, to be able to reshape your thinking? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of introspection. I have done a lot of thinking um, about where I am in my life, where I should be in my life, and what my purpose is. I think that 
really thinking about what my purpose is and having those messages reinforced about how I can do whatever I want to do. I can be what I want to be. I can accomplish what I want to accomplish. I want to, I can make the money that I want to make. It's made me stop telling myself what I can't do. So when, when, when I started thinking about this YouTube channel that I wanted to create, I, I've been thinking about it for a long time, even before you and I started talking and, and before I entered the program, but I was thinking about how, well, I don't know how to shoot video. I don't know how to edit video. I don't have a fancy camera. Um, my husband, he can do anything on a computer, but he doesn't want to. So I was waiting for other people to step up, to help me out, to make this happen. And then I said, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I can do whatever I wanna do. I'm teaching myself Premiere Pro so that I can edit videos. I um, started, I just started doing, I started recording things. I took a class on Udemy on how to start a YouTube channel and uh, and how to, how, to, how to do Adobe Premiere Pro. So I'm just learning how to do these things. And the main message is it doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it, just do it. And, and you'll be successful because I have a good idea because everyone I've spoken to is like, oh yeah, I need that. So, so that's, that's been, that's been the shift. It's, it's a shift from what can't I do to what can I do and how am I going to do it? And just acting. So before we get there, let's unpack it a little bit, right? Because you, you are a mom right. of wonderful kids. How many kids do you have? I've got two, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Two churn, two young kids who always in the background during the session. Always. <laughs> you, you, know, you know how my kids do. We're on a call. My son will unmute my, my calls. And just say, <laughs> always in the background. You're oh. married. What? Because now we're talking about your passion, but there were steps to get to that passion because you had to now untangle and unravel some things to make room for the things that you enjoy. So right. what what are two two things, two actions that you would recommend to busy moms? Because let's go back to your drowning state and mm -hmm. and and give them a little bit to be able to come on the other side of freedom. Yeah. Um, but she gave you all the flash what freedom looks like. So what was what was that like? And then, you know, what are one or two things that you did to be able to shift uh, so you can get out of the, 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 the drowning pool? The first thing is to ask for help. Um, I just was always under the assumption that I had to do everything myself. I remember one time when um, when you and I were talking and um, I had I had been complaining because, you know, I, I just I felt like, oh, I have to do all of these things and, you know, I need I, I need help, but I have to do all of the things. And I spoke to my dad. I spoke to my dad on the phone and he was just like, Joanne, you can leave the kids with me. And it just never even occurred to me that that my dad lives about an hour and a half away and he's retired and he has no qualms about staying with my kids if i need him for some reason so ask for help and the other thing is you have to put yourself first parents love their children and they're going to take care of their kids regardless but you know i learned when when i was pregnant that they're also parasites they will get from you what they need if you're not if you're not taking enough calcium, they will take it from your bones. So, so your children will, 
take what you need, but you need to, to take care of yourself and you need to be purposeful about seeking your happiness. And then you need to, you know, I, I go to the gym and when I go there, I am just like, you know what, I'm going to the sun, to the sauna for 10 minutes so that I can meditate a little bit so that I can focus and, and think about what I want to accomplish today. And, and those are things that I need to do to, to help myself. It's, it's, the most important thing is to take care of yourself. I listen to a lot of motivational things and that's not something I used to do, but I'm constantly getting that reinforcement of you can do what you want, put it out into the world, it will come to you. So I'm completely bought in that my YouTube channel is gonna be super successful. I'm gonna be able to leave my job and pursue this with my children full time. And eventually my husband's gonna come around. And he's going to start being in the videos too. So I'm not even concerned about it because this is going to work out. So uh, hashtag children of parasites. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Your kids will take, like, you know what I talked about at the Atlanta event. You can't be mad that somebody is crossing a boundary that you never created or shared. Does that make sense? Kids have, they, they want it all and they want it all from mom. So Talk about putting yourself first, because how did you learn how to put yourself first? Because every time I, you know, when, when we talk and because you're on the other side of it, women always think you don't understand. I, I have this, you're, you don't get it. And I'm like, you don't understand. I used to be worse than you. So it's, it's easy to say, put yourself first, but had you been putting yourself first before we got on the call, I wouldn't have called you crazy. So I want to back it up just a little bit more because I want to give women some actionable stuff on this call because now you're like, yeah, of course, put yourself first. Like, what? why would you not do that? Yeah. Where I think three months ago, where we, I think you're like 90, what, 90, 120 days in the process. Mm -hmm. um, what what does that mean, right? I, I want to get like real elementary to women who are stressed out, got smoke coming out of their heads. Like, what does put yourself mean and how can a busy mom, wife, you know, leader do that? You know, I, I think that a lot of the things that I'm doing now are not new. They're not things that I've not heard before. It's just about applying it. You know, go to the gym, work out, have alone time. Um, you you can, you can I, I lock the door and send my kids out of the room and tell them, mommy needs an hour. I, I want to read my book, you know. I, I, I want to go, I want to go to Zumba and I, I, my, my gym has a daycare, so I'll take them with me. And, you know, on Saturdays we have a nice pool at my gym. So I tell them, all right, we're going to go to the, the gym and I, I can leave them in the daycare for two hours. So I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to the sauna. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to make myself human again. And then I'm going to come get you and we'll go to the pool. So, um, they're just like, bet, let's do that. I want to go swimming. And they leave me alone and they let me do what I need to do for me because they're going to get something out of it later. And the thing is that because I've invested in myself, I'm happy to spend time with them. Now I want to see my kids and I want to play with them as opposed to before where it's just like, I'm angry, I'm tired. I don't want to see you guys right now. Leave me alone. And, and I don't have to be that way as a parent because I'm pouring into myself. Yes. Hallelujah. Cause you usually be angry, uh, which is amazing. Let's, let's, since you said it, I'm just going to jump. 
Jump right in there. Um, because I'm laughing as you were saying, you were like, yeah, I go to the gym. I take the kids and drop them off at the daycare that's already available. I work out. I go sit in the sauna. I take a great shower. Like, and, and, and for people who are stressed out and moms who are stressed out, these are like basic things that you need, but, but you don't give yourself permission to do because you're pouring into the kids and you're giving them everything and you're depleted and bitter and you're not being uh, who they want to be, you know, or, or actually it's who they want to be because you're producing your fruit. Um, what, because you talked about the coaching. So there's accountability, right? right. So what was the, uh, cause I don't know if you initially started out doing the habits or if we had to grind on you a little bit. So how hard was it to implement it and, and talk about the accountability piece, um, you know, with your coach on that or take care of yourself. Well, you dragged so many people through the mud that I didn't want to be one of those people that you dragged. I mean, that that's pretty much the uh, <laughs> the gist of it. And I don't think that you ever really got on me too badly uh, about um, about the things that I that I was doing. You know, so I I just I some of the things I still work at. I struggle with the affirmations. Um, I constantly have to remind myself. But I think that what makes it easier for me is when I make other people do these things. So so my sister, she um, she graduated from medical school during the pandemic and she's had these mediocre jobs because she, she went to school out of the country. So she has to take this test called the USMLE in order to, um, to practice medicine here. But in the meantime, she had these little jobs that people who don't have the level of education and intelligence that she has are doing. So I had to sit down with her and tell her, no, ma'am, we need to upgrade your life. You are a rock star. We need to make sure that that you get that you're that you're upgrading your life, that you're not living that ramen lifestyle. And so she and I are working through through this right now as well, because in in reaffirming for her how phenomenal she is, it reminds me how phenomenal I am too. So now you're able to give from a place of wholeness and not because typically you will share stories about the struggle. Right. Yeah. We, we come here, we struggle and you're like, no, we don't have to, you don't have to now let's go get this money. Right. And you know, the first day that I was telling her all of that, the next day she called me, she was crying because nobody had told her these things before. So I, I just, I, I was shocked that she didn't see it, but sometimes when you see it in somebody else, then you're just like, oh, that's what I was doing too. I wasn't believing in my own greatness. And that's a problem because I'm a queen and I need to remind myself of that. Okay, queen, I see you, <laughs> I see you. Um, this is so good. You'd be like, I just, it, it's so good. So let's talk about the group because I talked to women who like somebody asked me yesterday, do you do you do one on one? No, I refuse. Right. Mm -hmm. I like people. I used to do one on one. Y'all should have caught me three years ago. But there is so much power and magic in in a group. So so tell the women, you know, um, you know, what has that experience been, you know, with, you know, what has that experience been like? Because you just had 
um, Robin online talking about the Fab Five. So what? what yes, is that? yes, the Fab Five. So it's it's the same thing that happened with my sister that you have these amazing, incredible women who are experiencing similar things that you're experiencing, that they're not being valued the, the way that they should, and they don't necessarily see it. So it's it's that same reinforcement of seeing people going through what you're going through, maybe in a slightly different way, and, and you see it and you're just like, what are you talking about? You're so amazing. I can't believe that you're dealing with this situation. And then once again, you look at yourself and say, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's good because it's so hard over time to remember how great you are when life has choked you out, right? Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> And when you see other women, they're doing the exact same things that you do. You're like, wait, it can't be six great women and one loser <laughs> mm -hmm. in the room. And the loser being me. You're like, okay, so it's six badass rock star women in here. I must be beside them. And you're looking at them forgetting who they are. And you're like, wait, am I doing that? Yes, girl. Yes. You're all great. And once you remember that, then, you know, the magic happens. But th there's also the, the positive reinforcement, right? Yeah. We um, have met on our own just because, you know, somebody's like, I'm having a hard day today or, you know, I've been having a bad couple of weeks. And then we get together and share stories and encourage one another and reinforce those lessons and remind each other that we're all queens. And then um, we can get back on the wagon. We're like, okay, I needed that. I needed that, that reminder. And I'm not doing this by myself. I'm not trying to figure it out all alone. All right, let's get back on track. Yeah. Who was who your coach? Was it Raquel or Kathy? Why am I forgetting? Monique. And then you. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I drug all y'all. So, so what, <clears throat> when it comes to having, um, you know, this is a different type of friendship. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? where you can actually be vulnerable and be like, I, I need something not from, from the feel sorry for me cup, but I need you to remind me how great I am cup. Do, mm -hmm. Did you have those relationships before? And were they as, I mean, you know, was that a part of your conversation? Because typically when we have conversations, you know, always say the people who, your friends that agree with the limited perspective that you have of yourself right now are your greatest enemies, mm -hmm. right? Like, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I do have friends who, who build me up and, and reinforce me, but I think that a lot of times they also support my craziness and, um, and, and that focus is more on the negative than the positive. So, so for example, if I am commiserating with someone about how I didn't get the promotion or I'm not getting paid enough, they're just like, yeah, yeah, you're not getting paid enough. That, you, you know, that's the focus, right? It's, it's, you're, you're so, you're so much better than that. I can't believe that they're not doing this for you. So it's, it's, it's a negative tone, right? It's not the, well, what are we doing about making you focus on your, your purpose? What, you know, don't, don't worry about the job. The, the job is, is the job. I, you know, my job is fine, right? But I've shifted even the way I think about my job. My job right now is financing my side hustle. So I'm not pressed about 
the promotion or the more money or my bonus wasn't what I wanted it to be. Those things are still there, but I'm not as concerned about it as I was four months ago, six months ago. So <clears throat> I want to dig too deep into that because your employees are on here. We love your job. Let's clap for them. Um, but, but, but the thing about it is, you know, um, how do I say this? Women who show up, we make our jobs our everything. Mm -hmm. And then we're bitter at work. They don't want that. Like right. they want the better part of you to show up on the Zoom calls or to show up you know, in the office. And yeah, if you want to create a YouTube channel to be able to go and, 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 and pursue your passion project, then great, go do that and show up at work and be happy and not be resentful and bitter. Um, you want to go to the pool? Great. You want to go take a shower? Amazing. Like come show up and give us the greater part of who you are. Um, and, and it's not that we're loyal to a fault, but we're loyal to our detriment because we make our jobs everything. And then when it starts to act crazy, we feel like we have nothing. And it's like, no, they're not supposed to be our everything. The job has their part over here. Family, you have this part. And then family has this part. So what has the, uh, you know, people always say work-life balance, balance is impossible. I'm like, it's only impossible to the people who ain't learned it. So stop saying that work-life balance isn't possible, it's possible, but it's not possible for you. So what are your yeah. thoughts around work-life balance? So the main thought that I have right now is, is consistent with the conversation we've had about boundaries. I was that person who was involved in all of the ERGs, doing all of the events, having multiple roles, and seeing people who weren't doing that work getting promoted ahead of myself when this is supposed to be a priority for the company, right? And I'm doing this work. And if it were really a priority, then then you'd be promoting me and paying me, right? So so for me, it's it's about saying no. I said no earlier this week. Somebody wasn't happy about it, but I'm sorry. That's that's my boundary right now. I can't continue to give to this space when I need to focus on other things right now. My family is more important right now. My, my side hustle is more important right now. Not than getting my job done, not, than, not, not more important than continuing to be a rock star at work. Those are the things that I have to do to, to keep my employment, right? But the extra things, I just don't have time for it right now. You know, it's interesting. I had it was one of your one of your monthly counterparts. Cause I'm I'm not for I did it. Let's be clear. I did it. I raised my hand for every volunteer collateral, every bit and I wanted the big things that you volunteer to take up all of your time while I'm working out 80 hours a week. Like I wanted the big collaterals and I was sitting on the DNI committee and I was working on the DNI projects and I was mentoring all the, the, you know, the black officers and all this other kind of stuff, the equivalent to your ERGs. And, um, and that was exhausting and, and I'm tired. I'm crazy. I'm bitter. I'm burning out. That's not adding to my job. And then I got the guy who's working 35 hours a week and I'm working 80 and I'm mad at him. Mm -hmm. Hello. Right. So yeah. one of your counterparts, um, now free because once you become free 
Now you start to be like, I ain't doing that. No, I want to do that no more. How does me investing my time in this going to yield a result? And if it's not, then I'm not going to do it. And so she was like, Chrissy, I want to do the DNI. It's important to our job. It gets me in front of senior leadership. I said, did your boss uh, volunteer for DNI? Uh, she was like, no. I said, okay. So what has this year of exhaustion gotten you? She said a reduced number on my performance review. Wow. Right? On your job. So you're out here volunteering to DNI because it's important to the company. If it was important to the company, they would pay somebody to come do it as opposed to you volunteering. And this year not only got you exhausted and not spending time with your family, you got a lower rating on your performance review. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna say this publicly. Maybe I should I'll save this while we ain't on your interview, Joanne. Save I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video about DNI. So anyway. Keep me back on track. You be like, I ain't gonna go down that rabbit hole. But here's <laughs> the thing, right? It's like once we're doing these things that are passion projects for our jobs to get in front of the senior leadership, but we have no energy to be passionate with our kids and our and our, you know, and, and the people that we care about. Right. So shift, shifting that priority, you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that no more. I'm, I want to go spend time with my kids. Right. I like y'all though. I'm not saying that is not important. But this is more important. What are your what are your thoughts on, you know, on, on how you now bucket your priorities? You know, I still struggle with it sometimes. I, I have traditionally been the person that always says yes, that, that they can always uh, come to me. Um, but I, I think it's important. I think that, I, you know, you see the results in your life, right? I am happier for it. So I have to continue to seek those things that make me happy. I and and they they can be small things. They can be, you know, playing a board game with my kids makes me more happy than um going to an event after hours at work to to help support the culture and the community. I don't really want to do that right now. I want to go play a game with my kids and I see that that makes me happy. It makes my kids happy. It makes my home happier. And so therefore I want to continue to do those things. And, and so that, that, that reinforcement that you're getting, that's, that's what makes it easier to truly prioritize. And, and to your point, you know, seeing the effects, the impacts, sometimes companies say that these things are important, but then there are other things that they do or do not do that show you that it's not really important. So let's talk about seeking happiness, right? Yes. And, you know, I say either you're seeking happiness or you're allowed misery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now because uh, you're seeking things that make you happy, which make you happy back in the day, you were just allowing whatever circumstances to you know, come into your life and now you're miserable. You're not that happy. You know, you know, we were all used to be a little crazy, you little crazy because you're not because you're being stretched thin right. and, and, and being a mom of young kids who's married, who has a job, who's like, you're expected to be stretched thin and you have these reinforcing articles and studies that say, yes, yes, you're supposed to be stressed out. You're supposed to be burning out. And now you're like, no, I'm gonna take charge of this. Mm -hmm. Now you're actually seeking things that make you happy. So what is that mindset shift like? Because that's a complete, that's a lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, man, I, that that's, it's, it's hard to describe the, the difference. One thing that, that I'll tell you that happened um, in April. So 
my family, my extended family, we hadn't seen each other in two years because of the pandemic. So we had a family reunion and I, I drove um, an hour and a half to, to meet up with the rest of my family, my brothers, my sister, my, my mom and dad were there, my cousins on my dad's side, they were all there, my aunts, uncles, everybody, everybody was there that we hadn't seen in, in, in a couple of years. And we just had such a good time and you know my sister did a lot of the planning and there was there was a bunch of you know trivia family trivia things like that um we learned about the family history things that we didn't know we played games and when i was driving home i was just like wow i didn't even know i needed that but i did and so you know we we think about the things that that bring us joy and sometimes the things that we think are going to bring us joy you know like the when i get the car when i get the house when i get the promotion those are the things that are going to make me happy and and that's when i can start living my life and that's just not the case at all when you start being deliberate about finding things that make you happy and you realize i don't need any money for this i mean i needed gas money to drive to tampa but that's it <laughs> you know those are the things that made me happy. Seeing my kids playing with their cousins, that is what made me happy. I mean, I'm not going to turn away a lakefront property in a boat, but I don't need that to be happy. I can be happy right now. I can be happy today. And, and that is the shift. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. All right, let's talk about being present because... You could have done that in April. Had you not done the work, you would have been stressed out. Like what would have been the difference in the experience had you gone into April as your January self versus <laughs> now, because you're in the moment, you can feel the joy. You can feel the, you know, the happiness. You can feel the love from your family, which everybody's family is dysfunctional, right? Like you can see, you can stop long enough to see your, your kids playing with their cousins. Mm -hmm. So tell me the difference uh, of, of what January Joanne would have done versus the experience of the April Joanne who learned how to make herself a priority. Okay. So I almost died getting to that, uh, to, to that uh, family reunion. Okay. I was, I was, I was listening to some of those uh, motivational talks, um, Eckhart Tolle to be exact, and I ran out of gas on the highway. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. My car is stalled. Fortunately, there was bumper to bumper traffic. So when I ran out of gas, I uh, was everybody was already stopped. So I didn't get into an accident or anything. And, and so I called 911. People came out, they gave me gas. Some very kind man and his child moved my car from the side of the, from, from the middle of the highway. I think that January Joanne would have been so discombobulated by that experience. I might've turned around and gone home. You know, I, I would have been so stressed out about all of that, that by the time I got to the, to the event, I don't know that I would have been able to, to truly enjoy myself because I would have still been in that moment. So that's one of the main differences. Just, you know, I actually, 
even shifted my mentality at that moment because instead of being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I'm so stressed out. Da, 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 I was so grateful. I was in a space of gratitude because I didn't get into an accident. My children were not hurt. I had this kind gentleman and his and his son who pulled me off the off the highway and they didn't have to do that. I was extraordinarily grateful for that. I was grateful that that the man came and gave me a gallon of gas and that was a free service from the Florida Highway Patrol. Thank you Florida Highway Patrol. I um I I was just sitting in so much gratitude and positivity from the way everything played out that I didn't have the space to be angry or nervous or anxious or you know, desiring of, of going home or anything like that. It took me three hours to get to Tampa from Orlando. But once I got there, everything was great. <laughs> what's, what's interesting is I'm glad you shared uh, the, the, the highlight reel first. And then you backed up. I was like, wait, where is this story going to go, right? <laughs> wait, oh, you experienced H-E-L-L before you, before you got there. But you wouldn't have known. And, and knowing how stressed out women, you would have gone home. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was halfway there. I could have gone the 45 yeah. minutes home or the 45 minutes the rest of the way. Yeah, and... And if you would have gone, you would have complained about it the whole time and found sympathizers. Mm -hmm. That's so good. All right. So before we close, we got another five minutes. I got one more question. Okay. What advice, you know, because that right there, managing and being grateful, even in the chaos, you showed up at the event and you had a great time and then you, and then you came back home. So what's one thing that women can do to shift in the, because you're always going to have a crisis, you're a mom. Yeah. <laughs> always. What's one piece of advice or one thing that women can do to be able to shift that, make that small shift in mindset from, you know, being in a crisis to like, you know, going into gratitude. I would say to get into the habit of gratitude. One of the things that I try to do with my kids is that every day, we talk about three things we were grateful for for that day. And and so once it becomes a habit, it was really easy to think about the things I was grateful for because it's something that I try to do anyway. So, um, you know, when, when you when you think of three things that 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 you're grateful for throughout the entire day, you're just like, okay, what's happening right now? Because I have to remember this for tonight when we start talking about gratitude. So it just becomes kind of this ingrained habit that you have where you're constantly thinking about the positive and the good things in your life and, and the things that you want to share with your family later in the evening. Okay, so talk to us about your YouTube channel right quick. Yeah, I'd love to. So one of the things that we did a lot during the pandemic is that, that we were home sequestered like everybody else. So we, as a family, decided that we were going to have family time. Every day at eight o'clock, we played our board games, we played video games, we did arts and crafts and different activities. And my husband manages a Discord channel. So he would post some of the things that we were doing. And his friends were just always like, how do you guys think of stuff to do with your kids? And so we realized that not everybody knows how to connect with their children. They don't always know how to how to have activities beyond plop them in front of the TV or a screen or um, 
or sign them up for organized sports, which is great. Organized sports are fantastic. But that that connection and, and being truly present in your kids' lives, that doesn't happen. Not everybody knows how to do that. So, uh, so I was just like, you know what? We should start a YouTube channel so that we can help people to do that. We can help people learn how to connect with their elementary school aged children. And, and, you know, and through that and teach them good sportsmanship and, you know, because my five-year-old still has a fit every once in a while when he loses. So, so you teach them those life skills at the same time that you talk to them and you engage with them. So um, the, the channel is called Finding Fun. And um, I'm still editing that first video, um, but hopefully I should have it launched by this weekend. I'm going to put that out into the world so that I uh, commit to that. This weekend, I'm posting my first video. So the channel is called Finding Fun. Yes. All right. So y'all look out for that. It's going to be great. Thank so, you. So um, uh, what advice do you have for women who are on the fence and they're wondering whether or not they should work with us and our team? What advice do you have for them? You know, I would say that a lot of the things that you reinforce with us isn't necessarily stuff you've never heard before. It's not necessarily rocket science, but there's something about doing it with a group. There's something about having the accountability. There's something about knowing that you're going to beat us over the head that makes us start applying those practices. Um, and and it's it's just a benefit to you, right? It's It's all about learning the skills to be happy and then putting yourself into a receiving mode so that you can start getting all of the, the beauty out of life. I had to show all your sisters over here congratulating you. Hey, hey. Um, so let, let's go back to this uh, beating people in the head thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dana said, Dana put up a post and was like, uh, this is my coach, she's great. She ain't for everybody. So, <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> Dana's not wrong. <laughs> I'm for everyone around the world who's ready to come and do some work and change. Right. Right. Uh, so, so what, you know, because <laughs> for outsiders looking in, like when you say, I want to get drugged through the mud, like mm -hmm. what does that, you know, I ain't got to necessarily say, what does that look like? But, but do y'all need it? Like, was that effective? That that's really the question. Listen, I have no problem learning from others' experiences. So seeing you drag other people through the mud was enough incentive for me to know that I didn't need or want that. I'm a rules follower, Christy. I was going to do what I was supposed to do. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing about it is, you know, I want I want y'all to get the experience that y'all invested in. You know, some women are hard with it. I deal with I deal with lionesses and queens. Like, what what y'all want from me? So, all right. So you can join me at my upcoming one day event, how to calculate your value in the market. I will be teaching five ways to add fifty thousand dollars to your salary in the next ninety days. So go to levelupwithchristy.com. Um, you know, join us. Get on my email list. You know, you're gonna get a replay of this video. And um, why everybody laughing? <laughs> they all know. So, uh, you know, you're going to get a replay to the video, but, you know, I would love to share um, insight because the thing about it is we already have the capacity to be able to make more money. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, 
what's the point of making more money if you're crazy? You know, what's the point of making more money if you don't have the capacity to be able to to be present with your kids and your family? Mm-hmm. What's the point of making more money if you're sick? But we want our money too. Right. But we can also not just seek the money, quote unquote, from our jobs. I, I believe that we deserve and we have the capacity to make more money. Maybe it's going to be in a passion project where you keep your job. Your job is going to be your job. And then you seek it every other places. But anyway, level up with Chrissy.com. So, Joanne, thank you so much for joining us. I, I appreciate everybody who showed up, all of the Vision Finder Masterclass tribe that showed up to support their sister on here. And, uh, and I appreciate everybody else who showed up. So everyone take care. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thanks Bye, for everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.